Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Cynodome's podcast, Cinephiliacs. I'm your co-host, Daniel Scott DeJess, and with me is... AK. The founder and owner of Kiara Pictures. Hey. How you doing, AK? I'm good, man. Running on fumes. <laughs> well, keep on running. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to... If you want to learn how to run, watch that movie Sprinter that yeah, you, yeah. you heavily loved me talk about in mm-hmm. the last episode. <laughs> hey, uh, you know we have another guest today? Oh, we do? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Do you want to you wanna learn who it is? Yes, I would love to. Oh, well, here you go. Everyone, please put your hands together and clasp them harmoniously for the wonderful Bobby Fedor. Hey, did I say it correctly? You said it correctly. Fedor. Yes. Oh. If we were in Hungary, you would say Fedor, Robert, Fedor. but we're not in Hungary. That's really. an awesome last name. My last name is Dejes, so it's like these, I get, I always want to, like, when I see a unique name, I want to make sure I'm, I'm saying it correctly. So how are you doing today, Bobby? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of pleasure. course. Thanks for being on the, being on the podcast with us. Um, so obviously we talked a little bit before, before we started and you, uh, one of the things you talked about was that you're proud of was getting into the writer's guild when you were out in, in California. And I was just curious, like, how did that kind of start? How did you, how did, how did you get into this industry? How did that journey start to enter the writer's guild? Um, I started writing, I messed up and graduated from college. (laughs) So I had no job and, uh, or nothing to do. And I started writing. And then I decided that I was going to be a screenwriter and go get a graduate degree. So with uh, $200 and a Scirocco, I drove across the country and uh, was lucky enough to uh, get a job bartending right away in Los Angeles. And then I got a job as uh, a tour guide at Universal Studios, which allowed you after three months to at least bid on a real job down on the lower lot. Oh, wow. And which is pretty much all of us ever need is a foot in the door. And then um, I was able to, uh, I guess I took a typing test and I was able to get 65 words a minute with, and, uh, with, with less than two mistakes. And I was a script typist. And then when I got into the office workers union, then I was able to transfer and I was the assistant to producers on Amazing Stories, Miami Vice, Quantum Leap, um, Knight Rider, Airwolf. Hey, classics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just listing, listing off hot names. Classics sure. are horrific. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I actually, like, I think in the last year, I watched some of the original Knight Rider episodes. Like, the, I think they'll go like, the first five of the season. And it was it was definitely interesting watching um, just TV series, uh, like, and the way it's changed, you know, in terms of how they do stunts and filming. Because that, that, obviously, that show was heavily... Uh, well, heavily action with yeah. the, with a car chase almost every episode. Yeah. But uh, did so, you have any one, uh, any one of those projects you liked particularly? Well, the way that it works is if you're trying to be a writer, I don't. And um, you would you would be the the assistant to the showrunner, right? And then you would beg them for a back nine episode. They're not going to you know in the old days. I don't know what it is anymore, but there would be like thirteen episodes on the front half and then nine on the back. Yeah. And by that time they were tired. So then if you you might have a shot at getting one of those, or you could write a spec script. Okay. So I was able to do that on. Uh, 
Miami Vice, and then um, and then you know things change all the time. And I mean the 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 industry is is so different. There was a Writers Guild strike, and yeah. then guys that would have never dreamed of of uh, writing a single episode on a different show unless they didn't have a producer credit, that all went out the window. Um, so if you weren't already a story editor, you probably were not going to be working very much. So there was this giant shrink. And so that's when I got into, um, and I'd sold 11 scripts on different television shows. Um, and then, um, that's when I got into independent film, which is, you know, worse than going nowhere fast. You go nowhere slowly. Okay. (laughs) It takes forever. It takes forever. So it took me nine years to do my first little movie. You know, that's in addition to working and being married and raising a family and stuff. So um, here I am trying to go back into that world again, you know? Yeah. So, welcome back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it, that's from uh, the Graham Norton show. Anyway, mm. uh, a little shout out to Graham Norton. Uh, how getting back into it, what have you noticed that how has writing changed from when you started whether it's the process or just maybe the style or or anything of note that you feel has changed from when you were in it to then kind of jumping back into it now well i have final draft 12 i have yet to like do do too much in it i think there's certain software programs that'll prompt you and help you keep on uh, remain germane and not get off off track right so that's part of it um and then um I don't know how much the writing is. Writing seems pretty good. I mean, the things that show up on the big three, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, things are pretty good. They're not usually too off, you know? So um, I'm not sure what the answer would be on that other than that, you know, even if you're not, if you've studied writing like I have, and I've been very, I was lucky enough to study with some guys that uh, were happening guys on their own. And then as a part of their self-development, they became a teacher as well in the UCLA extension program. So my directing guy was uh, Don Richardson. Um, And then, you know, if you were, if you did well, then you got invited to his private class. Well, I mean, I studied with him for like 10 years. Same thing with this guy, Alfred Brenner. He was uh, a screenwriter. I mean, he was so old that he's, he's passed now for 10 years, but he was so old that, you know, it was like, uh, you know, the U.S. Steel Hour, Act One by Alfred Brenner. That's oh, how, wow. that's how in the early live TV days, that's how revered, you know, they were, you were like a playwright or whatever. Right. And um, so, um, you know, these were guys that had, you know, 50, 100, 150 credits. So when they told you something, you kind of believed them, right? And then Don Richardson was my directing mentor. He was even more my favorite. He started like, you know, the actor's studio with like uh, Eli Kazan and si- Sandy Meisner. And, but his most imp- uh, impressive credit was he was engaged to Grace Kelly when she was 19. <laughs> that was a, so, so um, anyhow, he did a lot of great stuff like, you know, all kinds of TV shows. Like he did the pilot for Bonanza and Get Smart and One Day at a Time. And you guys are young. I don't know if you know these. I'm sure you know Get Smart from TV Land or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. definitely familiar yeah. with the Get, uh, the Get Smart. So sure. these guys basically came, these guys basically were uh, once removed from kind of, uh, you know, old Jewish guys that, st- that st- were once removed from the vaudeville acts on the Catskill Mountains, so you know, kind of like that world of da- dirty dancing up there, where they would go out, and if it didn't work, they would know right away from the audience. So they kind of honed their craft. It is a craft, you know. Yeah. It was writing, directing is a craft, and then at its best, it elevates to art, right? And then for directors, 
I've always liked, you know, directing is the one is the one craft that if you do it correctly, no one notices that you're directing, right? Mm. You know, like you know, like you know, oh my God, this guy just pulled in, or right. look at this transition. They, Anything that doesn't pull you out of story, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Well, you talked about it obviously as as a craft, writing and and obviously directing too. But that being said, what do you think are qualities that a writer has to have to whether it's be successful or maybe impactful um, as a writer, do you, do you think there are specific qualities? Yeah. You have song? to remain germane. Like if you, you know, like um, the, the, we'll get into it. I'm sure before this is over, but there's a story love police that I wrote years ago that uh, AK and I are, are, are committed to, to, to doing here locally. And you know, it's tight. So there's, there's no, it, there's nothing mentioned, you know, it's like, you know, everything, there's a payoff, you know, there's not just something that's in there and then that's it. You know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of believed in that, um, kind of Hollywood format that, um, that scripts, you know, that uh, American films, Hollywood films kind of rose to the top in the world because, you know, they, they had a point and, you know, so there was a false goal. Let's say the false goal was to, to catch the killer. And maybe the real goal was to be a better husband. So as you watch a film, uh, you know, the, your main character goes through all this stuff to find the killer. But at the end, once he, you know, brings the killer to justice, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel that good. I, this isn't as satisfying. Oh, because you know, I, the real goal, the false goal and a real goal. I believe in that. I believe in the three act structure. Um, you know, I think the days of just being able to, film stuff just for the you know oh, look at this we're just filming uh, yeah. stream of consciousness european stuff i don't think so i don't i mean it, you can do that and it might you know you might be lucky enough that it's amazing but probably not you know so that's that's kind of why i think hollywood became hollywood there's a beginning a middle and an end you know and so remain germane um you know i even go a little further where it's like you know uh you know you establish your character in his world or her world 10 pages in there's an inciting incident that mm. changes it at the end of the at the end of the first act it looks like their false goal whether it's to kill the kill, catch the killer and be a better husband is easily attainable the first scene of act 2 takes you out of that okay now everything's taking a you know a dive um, i do believe that act 2 is the story that's usually you know you can get into a story you can get out of a story in act 3 but act 2 is really kind of what you're talking about that's why you've seen movies where the middle's like huh right it's hard okay uh, i also believe not in a um 90 page second act i'm more of a 45 or a 60 page because you got it's hard it's easy to go wrong it's only can only go right one way and then at the end of second act it looks like their false goal is you know the killer's not only gonna get away he's gonna kill you and then your your wife and your family, you know the 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 the, the real goal, it's it's over. It's not going to happen. Then again, the first scene of Act Three, usually there's kind of a a, a lull there where the person realizes and uh, you know that they're that they're um, they're on the wrong track. They've learned from their mistakes. And then there's the, the kind of battle to the climax. You know, that's kind of what I believe. It's 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 easy to say. It's hard to do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. With that, with that being said, do you think? You, you know, you we talked uh, earlier that you you love being a father, um, and to the kids you have, and I'm gonna adopt AK. 
<laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> breaking news, everyone. We have breaking news every episode. This is news and in this to episode, me. The, AK, the dynamic is shifting. AK is being adopted. At the false a, goal and the, 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 the real goal. That's right. The false goal. Mate, what's going on with making this movie? Guys? Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the contract that's yeah. being signed. Yeah. You don't know in the fine print. It's you're 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 yeah. his now. You're Bobby's child yeah. now. Oh God. Um, no. So no, but with that being said, do you think if like if writers, do you think it makes a writer stronger if they use or rely on personal stories or things they've gone through, personal experiences, and they pull that into their writing? Yes, of course, I absolutely would. I mean, another yeah. stupid question, Dan. No, well, no because <laughs> because there is the other aspect of that, right? That what if a, some people might view a writer that doesn't do that and right. still pull off writing something that they've never experienced and still writing something very impactful. Mm. Do you, I, you would you would you clarify that as a stronger writer versus someone that does use their own experiences and still is able to, you know what I mean? Is it any less value? No, I would say I would say anything that make you know that makes you more self aware is good. Um, writers tend to be pretty self aware. You know, I've always been, you know, I you know thought about doing a little acting. I, I always feel like I'm too self aware. Like I I can't pull. You know, actors are just can lose themselves in in the moment in that reality. I'm you know what's that old saying? Like the 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 screenwriter is like uh, the conductor. Um, uh, or the composer rather, and that the director is like the conductor and that the, the lead would be like the virtuoso, whatever instrument that would be. Yeah. So um, it's hard for me to, to slow down, you know. Um, I would say if, as far as writing, uh, <clears throat> writing workshops <clears throat> um, are important. Um, in my time in, in Hollywood, which was a long time, I mean, almost th more than 30 years, um, really it was kind of acknowledged that there were only really two, two people that were like awesome and geniuses from the get go. You want to guess who those might be? Like they're well known today. Oh yeah. Uh, but from the get go, from their first script, they were masters. Spielberg. Two guys. Spielberg. Yeah, I was going to nope. do it. No, it oh, wasn't specific. Okay. Wrong. You failed me, Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> writers. Uh, writers. Oh, writers. writers. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to no think idea. writers. Uh... Uh, what's the, are they directors as well? Is it writer directors or are they yes, just known for now they're, now they're writer directors, but they started as writers. Are they both alive? They are. Oh, okay. Dang it. My guess was going to be someone else, but he, he's dead. Should I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, go we ahead. Suck. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one was Oliver Stone. His, just his first okay. script that he wrote was amazing. And then he went on to write a lot of scripts and then become a great director. Oh, and wow. the other was Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was interesting because someone I was just talking to someone about it, and they were saying like with Quentin Tarantino that one of well he'd probably maybe he'd written other scripts before, but he had done a film like uh, I don't know ten years before Reservoir Dogs, and it wasn't uh, he made the film. It was before yeah I, he had made a feature film before Reservoir Dogs, like indie, you know, like as anyone starting out. I could be wrong. This is from a different source. I did not look this up, but he was saying that. Quentin had done a film and it was looked at, you know, like it wasn't looked at with high praise. And then when he did Reservoir, that obviously like had another look at his scripts and then all of the scripts he had also written previously. Which one of them then, I think was True Romance. Yes. And that was what was that? Yeah. Yes. True Romance was then made into a film after that because yeah. they looked at, at re-looked at those, those scripts. Anyway, it's just interesting of yeah. like a, 
my point is it's hard. Like most of us, you know, when, when they talk about mastery, you know, like you have to have like 10,000 reps or, or something yeah. like that to be a master at anything. So if, for mastery, that would be But my even point. then, like, it seems like, yeah, even if you master it, if you don't get seen, it's even going to be hard. You know, like, yeah, you hope that if you master it and you master your craft, whether it's in writing or directing, that you are going to be seen. But sometimes... If you're not in the right circles, you could be. Oh no! Serendipity is the biggest part of everything. Yeah. You know, you got to be luck is just a, and then you know, but the the harder you work, the luckier you get. All the, and then work gets work. You know, those all those things. Yeah. Well, uh, so obviously you were in the industry. You said 30, 30 years, and then you took a break from it. I did. And and now you're diving back into it. Correct. What. What was kind of the reasoning that you felt like you needed to take time away? And then as a follow-up to that, what was the opposite of that? Well, what was the what was the drive to get back into it after, the, after that time? fucking AK, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. I, conver- um, I convert them. That's right. Um, no, um, you get married, you have kids. It's really hard to make a steady life, uh, steady, uh, yeah. a steady earnings curve. You know what's sexy to me? A steady earnings curve. Okay. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had a very roller coaster ups and downs. And, uh, yeah. so, um, you know, I was married children, you know, my wife who said, Oh, I love you. It's okay. I'm a school teacher. You're a struggling screenwriter. It's, you know, we'll be you have your rent control apartment in Santa Monica. We'll be okay. the stuff they say, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, um, and then I was, I, I kind of caught that whole cannabis wave in California. So I was in that business for 14 years. And then now I've kind of sold that. And then, so I came back to Florida where I'm, you know, I'm, um, single. I've, I've, you know, my family's here. I've always considered Florida, Tampa Bay area, my home. I grew up here. Okay. Um, very happy. I have a large circle of friends and then I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm retired early. So I guess that would be the difference is like, you know, um, and I really backed myself into a corner when I was in Hollywood. Like I forced myself to be broke so that I could just try as hard as I could, you know. Um, it's not a good look. People, people that, that rat on a sinking ship, that desperation stuff, it's not a good look. It's, you know, people sense it and stuff. Um, uh, and again, serendipity was a big part of it or whatever, but the, but the, uh, you know, the market changed and now I kind of don't have to have it, you know? So, um, you know, I'm not counting on this financially. I'm counting on this, uh, creatively, spiritually, emotionally fun, you know? So usually when things aren't so desperate, it usually has, usually works out, you know? Why it's um, the what you brought up. I mean, it's not. It's a a a tale as old as time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, It filmmaking. It's an art medium, and and if you look at just artists in general, it's a it's not a financially stable, um, industry. You know, I I think it's and so we we talk about that. We've talked about this several times as a filmmaker. You know, how do you stay inspired? You know, how do you pay the bills? Um, and so I think, you know, what you, what you have to do, um, as, uh, especially when you're, you know, a husband, um, you have children, um, what you have to do and what you want to do, I, I think are, are different things, especially in this, this industry. So I don't fault, I don't fault anyone that, um, I think a lot of people, they, they burn out or they, I don't think anybody can deny how enjoyable the um, 
filmmaking process is. It's just getting that consistency, the opportunity enough, the financial payoffs or rewards enough, um, you know, to to be able to have a lot of normal normal things that a lot of other industries just have that stability in. Yeah. So, um, you know, and how awesome it is that you were able for those 30 years, you know, to work with, I mean, comparatively, um, people here in the Florida market being able to live out in LA and, um, work with one of the most prestigious, you know, um, production companies, universal, um, and then to work with, um, some, some, some real heavy hitters, you know, and then still be able to figure out a separate industry and do well in, and now you're kind of, I mean, I think that that shows a lot of, like you said, aware, awareness on, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to step out and, uh, and go crush. Yeah. I mean, it's another just, industry, yeah. um, you know, and then be able to come back to it. I think that that's, I don't, I don't see well, it. I'm, as, I'm jealous that you guys are, you know, are here. Like, believe me, part of that journey, uh, um, regardless of the, of the finances is that, you know, the LA is kind of dog eat dog and people aren't by and large, like super tight and everyone's, you know, it's, it's, and, um, and it's not a, an inexpensive place to live. And then my experience coming back here from the get go is everyone is very inclusive and happy. And, you know, um, there's a, there's a passion to it. Um, and then th there's also something that's, I think interesting is that you couldn't stop me from writing until I got paid to write. And then I didn't want to write anymore unless I got paid. And I finally just gotten back over that, you know, because I, I mean, I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Finally, I sold something and then, you know, sold a couple, a couple of other things. And then I just wouldn't write unless I was getting paid, yeah. which is not, not a smart thing. I don't think, I think if you're going to be a writer, if that's your main thing, you should really reinvent the wheel every six months. Like you should be cranking out two good scripts a year. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. So yeah, that's interesting because we. That's a good. That's, so we let's talk talking about that with like what Hulk. what what all that's a yeah what goes, what is truly what propel uh, propels the probability of a paycheck? Is it putting the art first, you know, or is it, you know, because that's what I experienced this last year with a uh, 115 grains, you know, it was the first film I, I did that was financed. And I was like, I've made it. I'm not from this point out. It has, everything has to be this budget or bigger. And because it was, I mean, thank God I didn't do that for a whole long, but I um, passed on some opportunities that now looking back, I was like, man, I should have, I didn't have anything going on. Like, why didn't I do that? You know? So I, I think I a hundred percent agree with you that as an artist you know what you said earlier work begets work so supply and demand um however you can go out and just continually shoot movies big budget low budget i think is is really important to you know uh developing your your craft um and then staying fresh um and um you know staying um it, it, it keeps you invigorated and inspired it is a grind. I mean, you know, t t you know, you guys are young and you've been doing it for a while. And, and, you know, uh, he's young. You're not young. You looked at him. No, I'm saying he's young. <laughs> he likes to say he's not. And I'm like, you're young. So many comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's young, everyone. 
Um, but that... everyone, please tell AK he's young. He needs to hear those words. <laughs> he looks like a young foal coming out of a horse, <laughs> out of a mare. You're it's... just you're just sprouting your wings, young lad. Yeah. No, I'm so early. I <laughs> I feel. I mean, I feel like. I've been doing. I mean, um, starting as an actor when I was eleven. I mean, two dec, two over two decades. You know that? Yeah, yeah. I started as an actor, so I'm gonna be thirty four this year. So, you know, being involved in um, theatrics because um, I started in theater, um, but in being involved in drama for for two decades, it doesn't. Fe- I mean, it's majority of my life. It's what I've known is, yeah. you know, putting on a show. Um, yeah. Showman, showmanship, which you clearly have nothing what? to sh- to show. Wow, it is uh, interesting. It is interesting that yeah. you're, you're saying that that is the um, the bulk of your experience and your world. And I have written, including Love Police, at least five or six uh, scripts where it's about a show in a show. Okay, so it's a you know like so this is a movie, but it's also about a, a television show, and then it's intercut in there because. I was a very young man at 23. I got a job at Universal Studios and I worked there for forever. So yeah. really all I knew about was TV shows and working on TV shows. And um, there's some on older film with uh, Sally Fields called Soap. I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, that was about, a, a you know, and then um, even uh, Tootsie with uh, with um, uh, Dustin Hoffman and, and, and Bill Murray. That w- but I like that. So there's different ways to tell stories, and I do gravitate towards doing a show in a show. Yeah, I do because that's my frame of experience. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems um, like you're pulling you're pulling from your personal experience that is impacting but, your writing. But also, I'm not a big you know. I mean, even though this is an action story, um, I'm not a big you know. Let's you know, there's a meteor hurl hurling you know uh, at the at the earth or whatever, and you know so those those. Uh, scenes in act three and these kind of the battle scenes, I kind of perform, prefer those to be uh, performance oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So we can dive in a little bit more on love police. So obviously this is like your, your first project that you're trying to kind of upkick now that you're back here in the, in the Tampa Bay area and in this industry and kind of getting back involved. It's it's, it's Bobby new wave. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously you're getting involved with with this guy, this guy here. Fedor new wave. Yeah. Fedor. Cinema. Bobby Bobby Fedor new wave. Yeah. Yeah. Fedor. Yeah. All one word. Bobby Fedor new wave. So, Um, all right. Well, the, the, the the pitch is, uh, love police is about an actor who'll do anything to get a part. And the only part he can get is on the love police, which is a low budget, uh, tabloid television show that exposes cheating spouses. Uh-huh. The irony is uh-huh. his face uh-huh. is pixelated so to protect his anonymity. So he's on TV, but nobody even knows who he is. Okay? okay he funny, unknowingly exposes the cheating wife of Tampa's biggest mob boss. So uh-huh. now this gangster is ordering everyone in town to kill this guy. And he should be running for his life. But he just got a call back on Tampa Bay Watch Nights. With, with a, a K. With a K. <laughs> So he's not going anywhere, and that's it. So it's a, it's a, a sweet little romp, and um, and it's fun, and it go goes goes, and uh, uh, I'm I'm pleased, I'm pleased, and it's it's, it's I've I've yet to get anything but positive uh, feedback. Uh, it's something I wrote a while ago, something that was originally set in Miami, and then when I came here, I just kind of dusted it off and and changed it to Tampa, and went. You know, took out some things that, you know, are a little expensive. Car going off a bridge doesn't really add anything. <laughs> you um, took that out? 
No, it's in. Okay. No, I did it with a sound effect. Oh, yeah. okay. and AK's like, will I'm you bring please? It back. He goes, will you please? He goes, he goes, will you? He goes, will you please just like you know, let us just because there's there's the selling script and there's a shooting script. Yeah, yeah, of you course. know, and so and for me, the script has the car going off the bridge. I'm gonna have the I'm gonna, it's gonna blow the not. fuck up in the water. <laughs> Boom. No, no, that well, yeah, yeah. That's um, and then we also talked about it. it's like you know I'm just tired of the car chases and the and the and the you know the the meteors and all you know this crazy you know the whole world depends on this one thing and um, yeah all, all um, these stories are world ending somehow. Well, my favorite James Bond opening of the last ten was the foot chase. I think it was in Casino Royale. Yeah, the opening. Uh, of yeah, Casino, yeah. I don't know what that Brazilian stuff is called or whatever. Uh, well, the, it was more just like parkour. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean parkour in the on the simplest. But there was, uh, definition, you know, that's super more exciting to me than cars and stuff. It just is, you know. And then the other thing that's interesting is that from a story point, uh, uh, from a story a point of view. Until if you're if you have a chase scene until the person gets caught or gets away, the story stops. So it could be 15 minutes of the most, you know, Ronan was pretty cool. Obviously, Bullet is the the all time. You know, you're just it was just exciting. But until yeah. there's a until something happens, the story stops. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, this kind of conversation, it's it's interesting because obviously we, we we talked about this on a previous episode of a of a director kind of having a conversation with a writer. But with you and, and having these conversations with AK, how has it been in terms of just a jumping off point or creative feedback or having another voice, I guess, kind of see your work and, and, and feed into it? It's invaluable. Unless you're just happen to be one of the two people like we talked about. You, it's, you know, he, it, no, he's, he's brought a lot to it. And, uh, and also... Um, you know, I'm more of a writer director. He's more of a director director. So, and then also, um, he's proven himself to do something at a uh, ultra low budget. I get the terminology wrong because I'm old. Um, you know, it was a, a, a low budget film. No, there's so many tiers now. Yeah, yeah like you, well, could, you it, could say low budget, and well, you're not even talking about a low budget to like right. so someone else's low budget. It 115 <laughs> grains is considered a uh, ultra low budget. So anything under 300,000. Uh, to 50 is ultra low. Anything under uh, 50 is no, actually, it's 20. See, I think it's 20. See, they, they changed it. Anything under 20, he doesn't even know. I, I anything under 20 because they recently changed uh, uh, the, the unions. Uh, anything under 20 is micro, yeah. Um, and then anything from 300 to 700 is modified low budget, yeah. And then, um, above 700,000, all the way up, I want to say to like 5 million is like average. They just kept adding more letters. It's average. And then, yeah, above 5 million is like they're blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. just funny to me that they were like, there's an MLB, which is micro. And yeah. And then there's the modified MLB. Yeah. Yeah. Men in, like... yeah. <laughs> and there's the MIB, Men mm -hmm. in Black. Yeah. Anyway. So, in our case, I just, you know, and because I've, I've got a lot more experience and I've been around the block, I just, I'm not interested in just doing something and then spending four years trying to raise $5 million. That's just not exciting to me. Yeah. I'd rather, and I don't really, and I really don't even think that this story warrants that, you know? Um, and then, um, uh, you know, AK's got some good work. He's also done some comedy uh, spots <laughs> that I thought were great, you know? Take a water if you yeah. uh, or sip. Take Believe it or not, I actually have a knack for comedy. Mm. Um, really? 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had I had a few notes for your your improv thing, but I res, I reserved them because I know you oh, guys, really? you guys are just you you're finding your 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 path. Oh yeah. You know your way, and wow. I didn't want to. You can't even be can't even be honest feedback to a friend. I feel like that's worse. I honestly think you're a great guy, and I just want to maintain our friendship. <laughs> But you actually suck at improv. <laughs> no, there was like you're there, not funny. Dan. No, there was there was the so recently Dan. So Dan, you don't have to talk about this. Well, no, this it was the, the, well. Oh, we don't want to talk about you. No, but so, I, mean, like, I don't want to take time from, yeah. from Bobby. It's, it's okay. Yeah, but you know, um, Dan is also a lover of of comedy, yes. and I, um, may, I make love to comedy quite often. And <laughs> and uh, he partakes in uh, improv uh, comedy, and they recently had a show and. And uh, he had a little um, bit where they basically froze him, and and then he had to like readjust what he was doing, and and uh, you, the payoff, you came back, and and it was it was pretty, it was imaginative. So, good job, Dan. Good job. You're, right. You know he had. You I'm, know there's <laughs> there's potential in him. I, there's imaginative imaginative comedy potential inside of me, everyone. <laughs> Uh, shout out to my improv team, Daytime Delusions. If you like improv, check us out. We have shows coming up. So, yeah. Anyway, back to Bobby, the real star of the show today. Not <laughs> and, you, and every AK. day. And yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, and every day. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> the camera's definitely not on me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, so maybe AK, we can kind of hear your perspective. Obviously, you're coming in uh, as the director in this aspect and yeah. kind of giving these we'll, notes. We'll, we'll wait till the agreement is signed, guys. Yeah. Okay. Early, so, early talks. That's, yeah. You're, the, the, you're... So there's some secret sauce to the, the filmmakers. I don't... Well, I, I actually talked about it the other day. I was talking about Love Police and they're like, oh, how's that? I was like, look, until I see money in my bank account, I don't believe that it's going through. Because I've I've sat down... Oh, yeah. Just, just there's so many... Um, things that have to fire off on on a on the business side before you know people within production i can't i can't do what i do especially the the things that i'm really good at doing until i can start hiring people i can start spending you know it you know to make a good movie um it costs money so um but anyways i was telling them i was like well we'll see that and then also we'll see if 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 uh you know, when we get to that point, if Bobby's like, "Hey, I still want you to be the be the director," so because well, you just you never know. I mean, like, had... there's there's so many there's so many um, artists out there that are you know they're compete. It's it's very very com they're competing for the that trust. They're competing for the opportunity that mantle. So, um, anyways, right now, guys, I'm greasing Bobby. I'm trying to in any way, shape, or form, trying to soften the soften the. <laughs> well, there's 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 two points. That, One, was, that was hilarious. You're so funny. Yeah. That that what I was doing that was a metaphor for really like dominating this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you yeah. Go. Is that what that was? That's uh, that's what you're, I you know I think your, that's ob what, your object work. Needs that's how work. I that's how I think of a filmmaking. It really is. It's like riding a bull. You know, oh, that, that, you was, know yeah. that was riding that was, a bull. That was oh. a road. That what you saw was a dance there. That it, it's maybe unfamiliar to to you. Well, but, sitting down looks very different. You know, yeah. Maybe standing up, I'd notice it was a dance. But I'll tell you what, yeah. it looked it looked a little looked a little different from my angle. Anyway, if you had let me finish, yeah, yeah. My Go ahead. Sorry. earlier 
my earlier segue was as a director and mm-hmm. having these talks with Bobby and, uh, and looking at a script, what are conversations that you have and you think directors should have with writers in, in terms of what okay. they bring? Uh, I think um, the first step um, to having a fruitful relationship with a writer is not trying to um, change the voice of of the st- of the story really trying to understand um you know the characters trying to understand the vision of the writer and then your job as a director is to try and bring that vision uh to life i think that's fundamental step one um because you hear it's a it's an ongoing complaint where you know uh producers not just the director but producers directors they get a hold of a script and the writer doesn't even recognize their work you know, by, have by one of those. yeah, by the time it's it's gone through the the assembly line, yeah, and so I think um, you know if you want to have ongoing relationships with um, very talented and uh, professional writers, it's respecting their lane, respecting what they're bringing to uh, the work, um, and then number two, having um, very transparent, honest conversations if you know you're not going to be able to i don't know like have the big shootout or whatever because of a budgetary standpoint or and to say hey give them the opportunity to you know um in a way play a producing role like hey like how can we make this gratifying to you you know giving them the opportunity to rewrite um something instead of telling them this is what you need to rewrite. So I, I, I think um, at least my personal stance on working with a writer, working with anyone, is really respecting their expertise and um, trying to find the best marrying of, of uh, the best collaboration. Um, so and, and then in doing so, I think what that ends up doing is you have a lot of parties that end up trusting the director um, and, I, and I think that that's um, uh, instrumental in having a, a, a longevity to to your career is is and being well liked, mm-hmm. you know. Because like I was saying, in a, in a pres- are you well liked? I, I, haven't, I haven't noticed. I think that. so. I think so. I I think um, I've gotten better. I, I think I've gotten better at um, and 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 uh, I, a big a big part of it is you know figuring out how you can service, like I said, the different departments and the different individuals on it and making sure that everyone walks away feeling like they they got to do their best work um in 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 that journey of of making that story so 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 a couple of points and and this is good to go back to so i've always been jealous of an artist or a sculptor yeah so wait a minute so you mean i've got 300 dollars worth of paint and a canvas and i can do my gig Okay, or I've you know I've I've got this block of stone and I can and I don't need an army of people to make this happen. Um, I guess I'm embarrassed to say I'm well watched. I'm a product of television. I'm not particularly well read. Okay, so I that's I don't know if I could write a book that would the pages would just turn. I know I can write a script. Okay, because I've been in that world. So those are so to AK's point. Um, you do, it does take an army of people. And then is, you know, when he's like, well, you know, you don't know if you're going to get the gig or whatever, you know, for me, it's AK's gig. The, the only wild card would be, 
and nobody's this lucky, you know, somebody says, no, 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 I, I love this script and we don't want to do it for $300,000. We want to do it for $3 million. And this is our list of guys that are going to do it for $3 million. That would be a tough call. Don't really see that happening, you know? Yeah, just not I, don't, I, don't e- I don't either. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So that's 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 that. But I, And then also, to be honest with you, I kind of want to, um, you know, I want to have fun. I want this to be a, 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 a cool thing, and I want it to be a – it's a valentine to the Tampa Bay area is really what this yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so with that, you know, you, you're wanting to make this movie here. Yes. And – you you mentioned right there that it's a like almost like a love letter a valentine to tampa it's very sweet was was there any Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned like you grew up here but was there any other reasoning or specific uh, something that moved you that you were like you know what i can't i'd like to do this here and i'd like to have this film take place in tampa bay and do it locally versus anywhere else it comes down to the people i mean i'm i i grew up with some kids and we all went away to florida state together and we're in the you know, so, I mean, I've got a group of, between the guys and girls, 30 people that have been in my life since I was 12, all the way through graduating. And so, and we're still close. So that was the, and then my, you know, my mom and my brothers and stuff. So that's part of it. It's good people around here. Really nice. Well, I think a big part of, of, of <laughs> filmmaking, it is, it's access and execution, right? Having, you know, because if, say, Bobby as an example, went to some other state, you know, that had, didn't have any filmmakers there, you know, and didn't have the, the ability to, um, source, source funding or, I mean, so a big part, you're only as good as your options, right? So we could maybe take, cause I remember you told me love police got quoted years ago for like 1.2 million. To, one six five. One six. Okay. Yeah. One six five million to make, you know, and then you meet, you know, that's you easy. meet you meet a different filmmaker that's like, hey, you know, this our market's different. I think we can make this at you know, three hundred thousand. Right. You know, so I I, I think and they that, wanted to spend on names, which is like a whole other thing, right? Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I so you know, but that the the point is, I I think um, as as uh, filmmakers and whatever part of you know, you're a screenwriter that's trying to, you know, screen scripts are meant to be made. They're yeah. meant to be, they're not meant to just, I, I don't know many screenwriters. They're like, you know, honest God, I'm okay with this. Sitting on a they, shelf. Yeah, sitting on a shelf. I mean, I think. I've got about 15 of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, I mean, it, they're, they're meant, they're screenplays. They're meant mm-hmm. to be turned into, uh, you know, visual mediums. Um, that's to, how they're. Brought to, brought to fruition. Yeah, Correct. So, um, um, so I think it's really important as a screenwriter, uh, as a screenwriter, that you align yourself, uh, you 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 craft stories and uh, and make sure that you align yourself with the people that can get those stories made. Well, we have come down to our last topic, and Bobby, it's a question for you: What is a movie that? you think the writing was really great, but you feel has been forgotten about or left behind. Um, whether it, you know, this could be recent as well, but it just like, it doesn't really get as much acknowledgement as you think it should. Space sluts in the slammer. 
Space Sluts in the Slammer. I'm just joking. I'm just uh, I was about to ride with it. I was about to be like, all right. I was like, everybody check out Space Sluts in the Slammer. I mean, Bobby's saying the writing's going to be freaking like. It's like Reform uh, School Girls, but set in outer space. Uh, I don't care. Look, <laughs> the writing, it doesn't matter the premise. If the writing's freaking baller, then I'm ready for this movie. Let's go. Um, I don't know, because I would think that, the, I mean, off the top of my head, my you know, I, uh, my favorite movie is is uh, uh, Grapes of Wrath, which is I, I love old movies. Yeah. I've studied that; it's super powerful to me. Um, a movie that I love, 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 but other people love too is Officer and a Gentleman. I just love that movie. Okay, you know, um, I uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard. I mean, I you know, so I I, get, I don't know. Maybe it's because you I, have one that is like really personal to you that you're like you love this movie, but maybe not really anyone else does. Or that you don't really hear uh, as much right. love for it. Um, no, because it would be the one I'm embarrassed to say is like Dumb and Dumber, but everybody loves that movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great, yeah, it's yeah, a, great, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, funny it's movie. Yeah, the first yeah, one's really yeah, good. Yeah, it really is. Um, no, I don't. I think I think the the that a sleeper. I'm not sure. Why don't Why don't we go to AK and let me think about it for a second. Well, so one of when um, for the longest time when people would ask me what's your favorite film, I was like, oh, I don't know. I've seen so many. I've so it's so hard to pick. But now the film that I always say, and it's because I relate to it on a very personal level, it's What Dreams May Come with I, with Robin Williams. I thought you were gonna say Bardo. <laughs> no, it's What Dreams May Come. Um, um, you know, that's widely. It's it's um, uh, my. I, I have a very personal relationship to suicide. Yeah. And in the film, it's an adaptation of, of Dante's Inferno, which I think is probably one of the yeah. best love stories ever made. Yeah, you talked about um, that. And too. it has, you know, so it has, a, it has a, a spiritual element to it. It has like a fantasy element to it. And, and so it's about Robin Williams is, is the, um, you know, he's a doctor in this, in this story. And he, very early on in the film, um, his two children die in a car accident. And then it's not too much after that um, he ends up dying in a car accident, like trying to save someone. And it, 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 it causes, it propels his wife, who's his soulmate, um, to commit, uh, pass from suicide. Mm. And what you find out in what's really beautiful, it's a love story. Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, aside from all the stuff going on, it's about a a uh, person's love for their partner and that they would be willing, they would rather spend a, a eternity in hell than spend, um, cause it's, you know, Dante's in then yeah then with then without them in heaven right, yeah so because it's based off dante's inferno is based off of catholicism yeah and so there's the seven layers of hell and um and and uh uh suicide puts you at one of the 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 deepest um levels of of hell um and so what they forgot to include and i hope i would love and this is a this is a personal uh goal of mine I would love, 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 love to create a live action Lord of the Rings, like big budget Dante's Inferno, you know, with special effects with Dante. And um, I think it would be, you know, I, I think you can create a spiritual or religious film that um, is still tasteful and respectful to other religions and isn't like my goal of the film wouldn't be to try and because I, I didn't grow up uh, Catholic. And I'm not. My goal wouldn't be to try and convert anyone to Christianity, but right. I think that it is, 
it is an amazing um, story that um, the, the story of Dante's Inferno, uh, Dante, you know, battling his way through the seven layers of hell, you know, to reclaim his love, Beatrice, um, um, and uh, from the devil uh, himself, who like takes takes her as his uh, bride, to, so he can uh, birth the Antichrist. I think it's it's a uh... so yeah, definitely, Anyways. guys, check that out. I mean, that was very riveting and and heavy. and, and yeah. heavy. That I think that can be a great watch and impactful and any of it's that. A, it's any, a it's a classic. It it's yeah. a it's I mean, what dreams may come is with it, Robin Williams. You said right? yeah, it's yeah. a classic uh, I film. Gotta definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you think about one now? A, a, a film that is underappreciated, or the one that's just important. One that to... you think, that you feel, that's not talked about, but you yeah. really love. That's near and dear to you. God, I just feel like they're the the ones. No, because the ones that I that, that <laughs> it's I. It's okay. You can say that. Yeah. No, because yeah. <laughs> the ones that I seem that I like are you know I mean Cinema Paradisimo is is very important to me. Everybody loves that movie. Um, uh, Shalom Bombay, a long time ago. I don't know if you guys saw that film as an Indian movie 20, 30 years ago. It was, it was really important to me, but it was amazing. Um, some of the, I used to go see the Kung Fu movies in, in Santa Monica on Saturday morning, you know, Drunken Master and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of yeah, stuff. Yeah. With, and, with uh, Jackie Chan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. See, I would, every Saturday was that, and I love that stuff because they shot all these ridiculous scenes in Masters, you know, which we would never be able to do. Like, we can barely do a punch. Um but no, um, I guess Cross Creek is also important to me. I don't know if you ever remember that. I haven't, with Mary. I haven't heard of that one. Um, it's uh, Mary Steenburgen. It was about the 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 story behind uh, the the lady in Orlando or Ocala area, uh, Mary Rollins, that uh, wrote the Yearling. Okay, it's pretty good. Well, unfortunately, guys, that is the end of this episode. This is the end for Cinedome's Cinephiliac Podcast. Uh, I, this was a great time with you, Bobby. Thank you. Um, as always, guys, I am your co-host, Daniel Scott DeJess, and alongside with me is... AK, everybody. Founder and owner of Kiero Pictures. Bobby, where can people find you? Um, in terms of... Do, how do people go about contacting yeah. you? Yeah. Um, they I want get... to maybe hit you up for a writing job. Um, my email, I guess, would be good. Robert Fedor, R-O-B-E-R-T-F, as in Frank, E-D-O-R, at... ATT.net. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Thanks everyone, give a round of applause. Yeah. Bobby, for thank Bobby you. Fedor. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks for being you. here, man. Thanks. Awesome.